Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable business development and marketing insights from legal innovators. Hello, and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today my guest is Rachel Silverman, who's the Director of Business Development at Goodwin, focusing on the financial industry group. Prior to Goodwin, she was at Epstein Becker Green, Bracewell Giuliani, and White and Case in similar business development roles. And prior to that, she was a practicing lawyer an employment lawyer in the first few years of her professional career. Rachel, it's great to have you on the program today. Thank you for having me. So a little bit of background on my role and and how it fits in with the structure at Goodwin. Uh, We're a global 50 firm, over a thousand attorneys in in 10 offices around the globe. And my role is the director of business development for the Finn Business Unit. Uh, We're divided into seven business units and just under 100 of those lawyers sit within the financial industry. We collaborate with all of the other business units, but our BD structure is uh, aligned with the business units and and where the lawyers sit and and record their time. And a lot of your efforts are focused on ensuring that that unit is as successful as it can be from a business development perspective. And of course, one of those elements uh, has to do with an effective business development plan. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts pertaining to a BD plan. I think every attorney and every business unit should have a good business plan. Um, I, I work with the leaders of the financial industry to create a plan for this unit, as well as the partners, laterals when they come in, associates as they rise up the ranks to create their individual plans. I think it's critical that they have one and that they revisit it on a regular basis because every stage of the career as their practice grows and changes over time, the goals and objectives for their plan will change and everything down from that will change as well. Yeah, that's true. It really has to be something of a living document. But I'll tell you, you know, having worked with a lot of law firms, I see so many different versions. Uh, There are some that are very long, they're 20 pages. It's really a a business plan uh, with an executive summary and financial projections and so on. And then there are some where it's really just a a touchstone, if you will, a one page, you know, here are three or four things that I'm going to try to keep in mind. And here's kind of my overall approach. And here are five people I need to make sure I stay on top of. So there's really quite a variety of what's available out there. What are your thoughts in terms of the breadth of the document? Well, I think one size does not fit all. So I think all of the, the things you mentioned earlier are examples of great plans in the right circumstances. So the bigger, more elaborate plans are probably compilations of a number of different aspects of what the firm is focusing on. And then your slightly smaller, um, but still with some depth to them plans would be an individual business plan. And when I work with one of the partners on a plan like that, the piece they take away is more like that one page, the cheat sheet, if you will, or just a couple action steps, the thing that's not too daunting to come back to. Um, But then when I said we might revisit it over time, we'd revisit that medium-sized plan, if you will, make sure it's still tied into the the bigger goals and objectives for the firm, make sure we're still meeting the goals and objectives for the partner, um, and making sure they're walking away from that with their sort of cheat sheet, if you will, action steps that are things they can do and tangibly own between that meeting and the next meeting. So what in your estimation is the appropriate amount of time that can pass before a lawyer should be revisiting their personal plan? That's an excellent question. I would say for Junior associates, um, this is something you might look at once every two or three years, the plan, because it's not going to change much as a junior associate. Once you become a senior associate, you need a new plan. Once you are a partner, I'd say you need to be revisiting your plan annually um, and probably checking in with it at least semi-annually, if not quarterly, 
um, to making to make sure that you're matching up with the goals and objectives. Hopefully, you haven't set goals that are just annual goals. Um, those tend to get pushed off and often not done. Um, but I'd say by the time you're a partner level, it's it's something that should be done annually. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, otherwise you end up with this all too typical scenario where the lawyer will create the business plan, uh, stick it in a drawer or put it on the server somewhere. Uh, and they'll tell themselves, right, when I'm not quite as busy, I'll come back to this with the best intentions. And then, of course, they're busy because they sell their time for a living. Uh, and then maybe a year has gone by or 11 months have gone by and they think to themselves, oh, I better take a look at that thing again. And now they can't really implement everything that's in an annual plan in one month. So uh, I agree with you that that quarterly or at least semi-annual revisit is critical. Right. And hopefully the plan, at least the action steps from the plan, involve things that sort of have to be done or at least scheduled and calendared uh, somewhat more quickly. So you can't really put off a plan if you've done it effectively because this requires you to perform an outreach in the next two weeks, to attend a conference in the next three months, or to make sure you scheduled um, an opportunity to collaborate with one of your partners on something within the next six months. So, you know, we, we try to build in very specific timelines to keep the, the plan moving, if you will, to keep it alive. Yeah, that's great. So besides the timeline, what are some other elements that draw out the lawyer's thinking and ensure a successful implementation? Well, one of the things I find most effective when I meet with a partner, especially a partner I don't know particularly well yet, um, when we're working on their plan, is I will use the outline of a plan as the guide for a conversation. And we'll talk about um, the different elements that would go in sort of a standard business plan, contacts, key contacts or prospects. We'll talk about industries. We'll talk about um, conferences that you attend, articles that you've written, things like that. And as I start to speak with the partners, you can sort of identify where their passion lies. It'll be the question that leads to a story as opposed to a two or three word answer. And when we find those and we dig a little bit deeper, you find the things the partner is most likely going to want to or at least be willing to participate in over the course of the next six months or year, however long we've planned for. So, you know, questions I'll ask sort of like a game, I guess. We'll go as far as we can in the plan until something catches. And then all of a sudden, we're talking about this opportunity or this trend or this time they were at an event and they met this person and they've been meaning to follow up. And now we're talking about the follow-up and we're talking about the substance and we're talking about who to collaborate with from the firm on that follow-up. And we're talking about what we build around that. Are we already presenting a brand or do we need to revisit a brand? That is exactly what this prospect might want to hear about. Um, so, you know, I guess, I guess that's sort of the approach I take with the partners. I ask the questions sort of down the line until one hits. <laughs> yeah. One of the questions that I like to ask lawyers when we're building out a plan is, so we're going to create a one-year plan for your practice. So imagine that it's one year from now. Uh, and, you know, so instead of 2017, now it's 2018 and it's uh, the fall of 2018 and you've had a pretty successful year. So what are some of the things that will need to have occurred so that we can actually celebrate a successful year and you can look at a document that says, yep, these are all the things I needed to do and I got them done. It just helps them place themselves in the future a bit and uh, helps them kind of open up their thinking so that they can reverse engineer the year, if you will, starting from the perspective of the future. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. It also helps keep the action steps aligned with that goal because they've set the goal. They've set the end game first. Let's talk a little bit about those action steps. So obviously, when you're done with the plan, you have some tactical, achievable, uh, deadline-driven items that you need to focus on in the near term. How do you make sure that the lawyers uh, stay focused on that? You talked about a timeline, but of course, the timeline ultimately can also end up parked in the document and not referenced consistently enough. This is true. Uh, uh, calendar notices are, are a friend of mine. I use them often. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll build in things like that. Um, but what I will also do is engage other people in the execution of somebody's plan. So I will involve and encourage the partner to involve associates, especially if we're talking about getting some thought leadership out. I will make sure that their assistants are involved if we are talking about better tracking of some of the things that they're doing. Um, I'll also make sure that the business development and marketing teams are involved immediately. If we know that a partner has as part of their plan for the year to roll out things a little different than they've been doing before. So if it's new opportunities to write or new sponsorships, if we want some new collateral, if they want to present themselves in front of different partners and clients, the more people on the marketing team who know, the better chance of our connecting dots, both opportunistically and um, and, and intentionally. Um, so uh, I think involving other people on the team to sort of keep the plan honest, if you will, helps. Yeah, it sounds like the team is a really important factor in making sure that the plan comes back in front of the lawyers and stays top of mind. Uh, we had also talked a little bit about the importance of software. Now, obviously, uh, I have a, a real horse in this race. We've developed Practice Pipeline, and it's specifically for the purpose of helping lawyers to uh, keep an eye on their key relationships and their key action items so that the plans get implemented. What do you use at Goodwin for this? Uh, we use a couple of programs here. We use Interaction as our main um, CRM program, where we not only track the contacts of the firm, but we track actions we've taken, marketing and BD steps. So all of those touch points can be tracked, and we can follow the progress of targets that we've set. Um, we also use programs to track the ROI on events, on conferences, on pitches, and we'll pull pipeline reports as often as needed for meetings and, and to collaborate further with the partners. Um, more to keep us honest, I, the, all of the different systems don't speak to each other as well as they probably could. Um, that's probably the next thing we would benefit from seeing, I think, from a, from a software perspective. Yeah, integration is key. And of course, having the lawyers be as involved in managing and maintaining those pipelines as possible, also an important factor, although not always an easy one uh, to manage. I think we've come a long way, though, from, from the days when you just getting partners to put contacts into a system was a challenge. I think that's a little bit easier now, but um, starting to have the partners appreciate the value of tracking and reporting the work that we're doing, um, I think that's sort of, that's our next hurdle. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about the team that you alluded to earlier, uh, recognizing that having an effective team is important to the uh, execution of the firm's strategic plan and the lawyer's individual business plans. I know that building an effective team is something that you've uh, really focused a lot of energy on at Goodwin. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of the distinctions there? Uh, sure. I've actually, I think I, I think I have built some teams that I'm very proud of at each of the firms where I've worked. Um, and one of the things that 
I think shows the te- that the teams have been as, as effective as they are is how well they end up integrated in the practices that they support. So, you know, consistent with the business development plan that we talked about building before, I think building a team that is aligned with what the firm and partners have as goals is critical because if they don't, if the support's not there, if the understanding of the goals and the direction of the firm isn't there, then, then you know, we're sort of swimming in different directions. Um, so the teams that, that, I, that I've worked with, that I've led so far, end up supporting not just, in this case, the partners in the Finn industry, but understanding the business units around Finn that we collaborate with. So being able to connect the dots, what I alluded to earlier, our team knows everything the firm is doing so that when there is an opportunity for the partners in our group or the clients targeted by our group to benefit, we can collaborate. And, you know, the reverse is true as well. When we're working on something where we think partners from other business units in the firm and clients from other areas of the firm would benefit, we know to do that outreach. Um, so, you know, making sure they're, the team's not working in a silo, um, that, they're, that they're constantly looking for opportunity, and they're supported in a way by the partners that they feel very, very valued when they're contributing to a pitch, when they're bringing forth opportunities they found to sponsor or collaborate. Um, they, they feel very invested in the success of the partners in the group. How do you ensure that your team has those skills? Where do you go to uh, develop that professional acumen so that they can provide that level of support? Uh, well, we do it, I'd say, um, two places, internal and external. So internally, we make sure that we have our own skills-based professional development training for our marketing and BD team. We share resources and best practices quite well at Goodwin, as, as well as the other firms that I've worked with. Um, in addition, we are very supportive of members of the team, most junior to most senior, participating in industry-wide programs, LMA and other, um, whether it's an opportunity to speak at a program, participate in a conference, or just attend a session to learn. Um, the the support that the firm provides. We have a, a Go team here, and the Go team supports all of business services, raising the bar on their skills, which ultimately is raising the bar for the firm and and, and the partners. I think the partners um, are are more than vocal about when they notice the the value add, the level of contribution that a well developed team can contribute. So often, the lawyers at a firm will feel that the business development or marketing function is too administrative or not strategic enough. And I think we're seeing that complaint less and less as firms are finding ways to uh, augment their professional development programs, both internally and providing access to, as you say, LMA programs and so on. Absolutely. I mean, I think over the last 15 some odd years, legal marketing has, has benefited from that sort of change in thought across the board. You know, what started as what was probably really just administrative support many, many years ago has morphed into a true valued piece of the infrastructure of the firm. And, you know, as, as law firms appreciate that, it's an investment in their firm. Um, they want it to be a good investment, a strong investment, and appreciate the value they get from it. Right. And ultimately, all roads lead to the ability for anyone on your team to be able to sit down with a senior lawyer, a sophisticated lawyer and have a strategic conversation with them that encourages their 
uh, both development and implementation of their plan. In my experience, that usually is most effective in a one-on-one coaching context. Have you seen that to be the case? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think I think partners are probably more comfortable developing their plan one-on-one. Part of that is because developing a plan, I think, requires a little bit of introspection and a little bit of throwing a little bit of spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. And um, the partners can be vulnerable throughout that process. So a, a one-on-one with someone that they trust, who they believe is is there for the purpose of ending up with a great plan. Um, you know, that being the only goal, it being a confidential conversation. No, you know, I wouldn't develop a plan with someone and run back and talk about the process and the conversation that got to the ultimate plan. And very often the plans aren't shared. Maybe just ultimately the goals are shared. Um, so, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Rachel, let's talk a little bit about professional development as it pertains to a more senior role, like, let's say, the director of business development in the Finn industry group. Where do you go for innovation, inspiration, intelligence? Uh, I listen to your podcast on a regular basis. Well, there um, you go. Where, what, there you what, go. <laughs> what further need would you have? <laughs> <laughs> that, that pretty much has me covered. Um, I, m- I make a point of attending conferences, and I, I actually make a point, if I can, of attending different conferences. Um, I've been doing this a long time. I have a lot of friends in this industry who do what I do um, at firms around the globe. And the opportunity to network with them is great. And the opportunity to find myself in new environments with people who are doing business development, um, I also appreciate. There, you know, there's no... Uh, there's no shortage of conference opportunity in the legal marketing space. So I like to find opportunities where I can learn something, where if I'm invited to speak, I'm just I'm not just uh, preaching to the choir, if you will, but I'm participating in in dialogue and i'm I'm listening to people who are doing things innovative, different from what my current firm or previous firms have done. Um, I, I get inspired by that. And if I can't go, I, you know, I, I, I'm not joking about the podcast. Podcasts are a great way for me to stay on top of what other people are thinking in this space. Well, they can certainly make the uh, commute to and from work a little bit shorter. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Besides LMA, where do you go for conferences or for intelligence? I think you, you mentioned CLE. Is that uh, a useful uh, resource for you? Um, it's a useful resource for me because I still have a, a law license, um, but I actually recommend CLE programs very often to the people I work with, especially when they're in the subject matter area that we support. So very often professional development for a BD marketing team would be LMA conferences or the like, um, but I think there are other opportunities for us to get better at what we do if we understand better what the lawyers do. So attending legal CLEs, I think, are a great opportunity when when we can do it. Yeah, that's a good point. Understanding um, the complexities of the legal issues that the lawyers are dealing with, the business of law, you're going to get that sort of thing a lot more Mm -hmm. uh, thoroughly through CLE, I would think, than anywhere else. Absolutely. Well, Rachel, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts on how to build an effective business development plan and how to support it with an effective business development team. Thank you. I really enjoyed the conversation. This was great. Thank you for listening to the Market Leaders Podcast. For more business development resources, visit ackertinc.com.